Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000. Digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida, where I've had the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow their businesses. Today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur, John T. Strasser. And John, I'm excited to have on the show. What John does is different. Like many of my guests, right, they're building these, these iconic companies and you know, uh, firms and businesses. And John is the business. John is the brand that he's building, right? So his brand is called Rebel Against Yourself, where he empowers people to get out of their head and into action. Now, 90% of entrepreneurs, John, are struggling to make their first $100,000. I believe it's because they're stuck in their head and they're not taking the action. So go ahead. We'll get into this topic, but go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that bio for us, John. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on, Joseph. Uh, I especially love that you're from or that you're in Tampa, Florida now, because as you know, that's where I'm from originally, although now I live in Manhattan in New York City. Which is uh, where yeah, that, I'm from. So we traded places, man. What's up? That's right, man. Yeah, it's warm there and it's a little bit cool here, but uh, it's cool in each place in the sense that it's just a cool place to live. I am, a, I am a rebel against yourself coach and speaker. I am the creator of rebelagainstyourself.com and as well as the Rebel Workshop, which is something that I just did recently. We might talk about that a little bit, but rebel against yourself basically is about the idea that the only thing standing in the way of your goals, your dreams, or your greater life is you, your mind, which creates the thoughts, the excuses, and the lies you tell yourself that keep you from taking action. And I created this brand. I, I worked with a branding coach, and I created this brand uh, not only to attract people to what I'm doing and ultimately get clients and get opportunities to speak, but I would say also, and perhaps most importantly, because it's what I need. My greatest challenge is myself being stuck in my head and allowing my mind to, to, to keep me from success. I'd like to tell people, you are what you are looking for and you are what you need to overcome. You are what you are looking for in that you have everything you need today to begin to make a greater impact in the world. Whatever that means to you, you don't need more training. You don't need more time. Later is not better. Conditions don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is get out of your head and get into action. And that's why you are what you need to overcome. The only thing standing in the way is you and your either it's, it's your inability to take action or to make excuses in some way to not do what you really need to do. That, that's what I'm learning myself is that the fastest way to my success is me focusing in on what's most important. What's the next most important step toward that and trying each day to disregard everything else that gets in the way. Sometimes social media. You know, I have a- Sometimes, about yeah, most of the time. Mo yeah, you clearing, said it. Clearing out the noise, right? That's what I'm hearing you say. Is like clearing out the noise and getting to what is the one thing that is next? What is that next right move to get me closer to what I'm saying I want in this life or what I want to contribute to this life. Is that about right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What's, what's going to make a difference in what you're trying to create. So for me, my primary focus is being a coach. 
yet my mind comes in and tells me that I've got to figure out this certain aspect of my website, the website, my website, it's, it's continuously never ready. It's not perfect. Most people aren't aware and I suffer from these or I'm challenged by perfectionist tendencies. Most people aren't aware of just how detrimental they are. My mind will tell me, oh, I've got to uh, spend a lot of time creating a latest blog post that I'm going to send out or, or social media, more followers on Facebook, all of that. But for me as a coach, the most important step I can take in creating clients is having conversations with people because no, no client agreement takes place outside of a conversation. So the only way I'm going to build my business is to connect with people and have conversations, offer people uh, powerful coaching experiences with me for free. And then at some point, if I feel like it's a good fit that I would want to coach them, because I try to take a more empowering stance. It's not about me hoping somebody's going to select me as their coach, but actually it's me selecting them and deciding on them. At that point, then I make a proposal. But Joseph, you know, because my mind, because this, I, what I need to do is I have to rebel against that part of me that ultimately wants to keep me safe and keep me from growing and keep me from right. expanding because my mind comes in and says, well, better to get this organized or do that or get all of this other stuff straightened out before doing what I ultimately need to do. You know, which right now, like I said, is that it's, it's, it's what's the next most important step that's going to get me directly to where I want to be, which is busy, busy coaching practice. And of course, financial abundance. I mean, that's, that's, Got it. that's why we're in business. So let me ask you this, right? Because I could yeah. tell you can talk, right? That's why you're a coach. That's why you inspire people. It's, it's, it's what you do. It's fantastic. So before we get into the content, yeah. uh, go ahead and take a minute and share with us something uh, personal about yourself that very few people in your business life know. Yeah, man, I will go right off the bat and tell you that I am a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Uh, mm. Some people that are close to me know this. I would imagine uh, some people, a significant portion of people who follow me on social media or into what I'm doing probably aren't aware of that. I don't talk about it as much, but I had a tough go of it for many years as a result of the decisions that I continued to make. And I've been sober, however, for uh, a little over 10 years. I just celebrated 10 years last month in November. But prior to that, thank you so much, Joseph. Prior to that, it got to a point where I was, I was living in homeless shelters. Yet, I somehow, I found a new way of living, a new life. And in the, in that, in the last 10 years, particularly as of a couple of years ago, and th through the first seven years or so of my journey, I went back to college. I went to the University of South Florida, actually in Tampa at age 32, got a bachelor's degree, uh, graduated with a 4.0, and then went on and got a master's degree here in New York from Columbia University. So I went in, a, in less than 10 years from living in homeless shelters to uh, having an Ivy League education. And that's important for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's an example for other people that if I can do it, you can do it, that you know, we can accomplish the seemingly impossible. And it's also an example of the fact that although my brand now is rebel against yourself and my challenge is that, it's always been the challenge. You know, it, for me, it's been a lifetime of me 
being challenged by my mind, whatever that mind is telling me. Now it's telling me, you know, to procrastinate and to do things later and all this kind of stuff. Whereas before it told me, you know, go to the drugs, go to the alcohol, that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Let me ask you a question, right? Just be real with me. Yeah, man. Why why do you keep that in your back pocket? Yeah, that's social media. Yeah, I talk about it a little bit, but I it I don't know that it Why is that not out in front? Yeah, uh, maybe some fear, you know, maybe a little bit of fear of, uh, of what people think, what I think they might think. Uh, I also, you know, I'm, the way my mind works, man, it, I, I'm constantly thinking about what I think other people think. So there's probably a part of me that's concerned that if I'm always talking about, hey, I'm a guy that overcame homelessness to now have an Ivy League education or I'm a recovering alcoholic or all of that. You know, people might think I'm bragging and that sort of thing. So it, it is something that I, now as I'm more aware of it, I'm trying to, to bring that into the conversation a little bit more and how people, you know, let people know about it. But I, I don't know, what would you suggest? I mean, how would I, you know, how would I talk about that regularly? Yeah, so thank you for asking, right? Yeah. And I think some of the best coaches in the world are the most coachable people. So right there, that shows me that you're on your way to greatness, right? Because you're, you're seriously, you're making yourself coachable in a public uh, forum like this, right? Oh, so I think that's fantastic. I think what you're holding back is your source of your power, of your message. I think you have a good message. I, I think it's missing something. It's not that it's bad. It's fine. But yeah. it's not. It's, it's missing something. And it's because you're holding back your true identity, which is your story, right? Part of that. And yeah, there's, there's parts of that story that maybe you look back on and you go, man, that's an ugly mess. Well, that's where your message comes from is that ugly mess, right? So it's like, that's what people are going to connect with. That's what's going to open up your world, open up all the new possibilities and literally rocket ship, put some jet fuel in what you're doing right now to get you closer uh, to your goals and your dreams. So I say, go there, go there unapologetically yeah, and share that story, right? So like, um, I'll give you an example because I've wrestled with the same rebel against myself way of thinking, right? And fears. And uh, the biggest thing for me was bringing my faith into uh, the conversations, into my messaging. And it was always my faith and my business world were this bipolar existence. Mm. Do you get that? Sure. It was like, I, I, I had a duality of two, two different lives, so to speak. And, you know, people, some of my closest friends coached me on this and they said, listen, your faith is important to you. And I was like, yeah, it's like, shoot, 80, 90% of my life. And they're like, then why in your life does it only show up about 10 or 20% in your, your talks and your conversations? And, and that really hit me like a ton of bricks. And they said, yeah, people are going to be polarized. They're going to split, right? The water is going to split down the middle when you come in with your message. But that's exactly what you want. You want a message that is so polarizing that it turns on these people over here and draws them closer to really connect with you on that human level and be inspired and then take action in their lives. And then you want it to repel these people over here, both of them will be your audience though. Both of them will buy your products. Both of them, right? The ones that are the 
as they say, haters, will still buy your products, watch your videos just to prove you wrong, just to make fun of you, just to call you an idiot. But you know what? They're still your customers at the end of the day, and they're still rising you up to greatness. Do you get that? I, I totally do, Joseph. And you know, what? as you were talking, what I thought about is the fact that when I was reaccepted to college at the University of South Florida and I was 32, 33, a freshman in school and felt insecure, was in over my head in many ways, didn't know how to use a computer, didn't know how to type, was in classes primarily with younger students, yet I made the decision that I was going to graduate with a 4.0, not because of the grade, but because I wanted to, one to prove to people how much I had changed and also that anything was possible. And then through that, I got, I, I, I visited New York and I, I created the intention within myself to go to Columbia and to get an Ivy league education. And you know, what's really interesting is I was driven like a animal. I mean, just to, to get to graduate with all A's through three and a half years of nonstop school. I, it was like, I was relentless in my goal. And it was all because I just wanted to show people that anything's possible. I could have cared less about the, what I was learning. You know, I, I cared some, but I mean, it wasn't about the grades. It wasn't about the accolades going to Columbia university. If they had let me in for hairdressing for whatever, any program that would have let me in, I would have taken it because I just wanted to get an Ivy league education for the sake of showing people that anything's possible. And like, I practically killed myself doing it. And it, it is, and should be like at the forefront of what I'm talking about. And so thanks for pointing that out, man. I, I really can see it. And I, my mind started to see some different ways I can consistently incorporate it into what I'm doing without apology. You know, just like you're talking about with your, with, with your Catholicism faith. I mean, it just doesn't matter. This is what I'm going to, this is what I'm about. And this is why rebel against yourself is so freaking important now, because I've seen what happens when I was incapable of doing the kinds of things that I help people do, you know, back then. You know, what's showing up for me right here, first off, that you're getting it and you're getting it so quick is freaking amazing. So I just, <laughs> I find it, dude. Seriously, because yeah. right, you have an openness. You're ready. Yeah. You're ready for, for greatness. So <clears throat> what's showing up for me right now is that the very thing, that has propelled you to the level you're at right now, which is fantastic. Yeah. That, that deep need for other people's approval, right? Which yeah. is a human thing, dude. You're yeah. not alone in it, all right? We all have it, right? We just have it at different degrees. So the very thing that has been your jet fuel right. to take you to where you are right now is also has now become your anchor that's holding you back from going to where you need to go or you want to go. And, yeah. and I know that that sounds a little like um, messed up in a way or conflicting, but it's actually not, right? So it got you to where you needed to go, but now your need for other people's approval or what people think or anything like that is the very thing holding you back from launching into the stratosphere. And that's where God wants you, right? That's what you're called for. That's your calling. I already see the greatness in you, brother. Yeah. Seriously. It's yeah. like, you got to let go of other people's opinions. That doesn't mean you stop caring about what people think or people that love you, right? But you got to let go of their opinions. Opinions mean shit. Yeah. They don't matter. Okay? Everybody's got one, right? That's not their beliefs. It's just an opinion. 
okay? And when people judge you, it's an opinion from people who don't know you, right? And, and yeah. we have to let that go. And listen, I'm challenged with the same exact thing. Yeah. So I, I remember like the first talk I gave was at, um, it wasn't the first talk I gave, but it was the first talk I brought my, my faith into the, the conversation. And I was at uh, University of Tampa. Mm. And, uh, you know, they would bring me in to teach entrepreneurship to, uh, you know, all the college students because I've had successful businesses when I was 19. I did $2 million. And, you know, it, it was great. It was, I was blessed. And um, so I'm speaking in this one talk and I had mentioned my faith at one part, just real quickly, right? But we're talking business, business, business. And then at the end, we get to the Q&A. And during the question and answer, this young uh, college boy, he was like, you mentioned faith earlier is really important to you. Can you tell us why? Like just this open-ended like, ta-da. Yeah. And I was like, I had this oh shit moment. Like, do I go here? Do I not go here? Right. Because I'm in a a very secular, you know, university, just like all the rest of them. And I'm friends with all the faculty. Right. And there's faculty in the back of the room. Right. All the professors. And my good friend who's a professor there is a hard, staunch atheist. And he's in the back of the room. And I just look at him and I said, well, he asked. So not my fault. Okay, I'm going to go there. And so I wasn't bringing God into the conversation, but God brought himself into the conversation, if that makes any sense, and opened the door. And it was really just a testament. Will you share if you're asked? Will you be true to yourself if you're challenged with it? Or will you run away in fear and crumble and act small? And man, I'll tell you, I just looked these kids in the eye and I just said, this is what I believe. I don't believe we're an accident. I don't believe humans are an accident. I said, we're too amazing. The, the universe is amazing. It's just sheer perfection. Everything works in such order and design. There is no accident. One degree off and the entire universe implodes. Yeah. That's our logical brain, our reasoning that God gave us, lets us know there is something greater than us. We were designed no different than the cell phone, right? that has the smartphone in it, right? The smarts, the computer, you wouldn't say this just came together on its own after billions of years and formed the shape and the colors and everything. Okay. That'd be really tough to grasp, but then, Oh, by the way, it turns on and there's a computer built in it with smart technology. And that just happened all on its own through random chaos and molecules forming together. Are you effing kidding me? It's like college students get that that's, BS. Right. And I said, listen, evolution, I'm, I'm going on a, a rant here, dude. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then I'm getting off and then this is all about you, but it's no, it's good. It's good, man. Good for you. You know, this experience is powerful. I think for some of our listeners, because, and this is just my experience. You're, you're each going to have your own. It's like, but will you stand in this? Will you share your beliefs regardless of what other people's beliefs are and, and not in a way that puts their beliefs down or makes them wrong. And I think that's the problem in the world right now. We're each trying to make the other wrong in order for me to be right. You have to be wrong in order for you to be right. I have to be wrong. And it's like, that doesn't work. Let's create a world where you can be right. I can be right. Let's respect each other. And 
if we want, help each other to see the differences, right? So what shows up for you in, in just me sharing that story, John, in your life? Well, I think just going back to what you suggested for me and, uh, you know, I think about we teach what we need most to learn. And you basically said what I like to say, which is that what has made you successful so far will keep you from getting to the next level. So with my experience earlier with what I did and what I overcame and accomplished, what made me successful in that was a strong urge and, and concern of what other people think and really wanting to show the world I've changed and look what I can accomplish. And then now that I'm in this different position, that same concern for what other people think is keeping me from sharing what might potentially help other people and is ultimately my truth, just as you described what your truth is. So it's amazing how this conversation has unfolded for me. I had no idea what we were even going to talk about or what was going to happen, but I feel really empowered in this moment or, you know, from move here, moving forward to, to really put myself out there in a different way and include my real story within the story of rebel against yourself and what's happening now in my current life. You realize you're like the ultimate, like coaching client. Like, I mean, like you're, I am the a dream, client, yeah. you're the dream coach, coaching client, man. Yeah, like yeah. You're getting it. And here's why you're, I believe you're getting it so quickly is because you've been waiting for it. You've been hungry for it. You you're think? like, yeah. what is that yeah. next thing? What's holding me back? So where's the blind spot? Someone point out the blind spot and we all have them, right? What do you got? Yeah. I mean, I would say that as well as the fact that I, I'm a coach and I know what great clients do. And, and then, so I know how to be a great client and I am a great client. I have a coach. Uh, and then the other thing is, and this is probably most important. I think this is helpful for your listeners, which is I am willing to do absolutely anything to succeed. So if what you're suggesting is going to help me succeed, then I'm willing to do it even at, at the cost of maybe not looking perfect or this interview turning into you coaching me when I'm the rebel against yourself coach. No, I'm just saying it's great. And me exposing myself as being a guy who needs to rebel against myself a little bit more, right? That, that's why I start off by saying that I created this because it's what I need. What, I've created the, in my brand, you know, you might've seen them, but I created the, the six rebel rules and rebel rule number three is I am no longer concerned with what anyone else thinks, you know? So that's, that's, the, that's an affirmation, that's an intention, that's a commitment, you know? And that, that's an idea that I'm trying to get to, but of course, you know, in every day, in every way, man, I'm constantly concerned with what people think. But the way to get over that is to take action no matter what. So, Joseph, I will be right away, immediately on social media, talking more about my, my past. And I have done it some more than I had done it before, but I could do it a lot more. It could be something, it should be something that everybody knows about me. You should know that about me. Yeah, because I didn't. Just yeah. so you know, right? I just right. heard about that about you here, right here, and right, right now, which which really like just blew my mind, to be honest with you. And I'm really? like, how, how oh, come that is not like everywhere? Yeah. Right? That's, that is your source of power, and the reason yeah. why that was your source of pain, oh, right? Nice. And that's where your power comes from. And I, I can't say this enough. And I've learned this so many lessons in my, so many times in my life. Is like my favorite people on the planet. I got to tell you, Jen are the, the people that have gone through the, the most shit. Yeah. 
right? The people that have gone through the most pain because they're resilient, they're hungry, they're fired up, they'll do whatever it takes. They're not full of excuses, right? They're full of courage, right? And that's, those are the people I want to surround myself with. I see it in you. Yeah. I didn't know where, what the source was. And then wow. you just put it out there. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding? Let's get it out there. I love it. Right? And, and not in a way like, oh, feel bad for me or anything like that. But again, in an unapologetic way, hey, I'm human. Here's where my humanity showed up in my past. Here's the choices I've made. Here's what happened in those choices. Here's what I learned from it. I've learned that I don't have to be stuck in my past. I can create a future that I want. You can too, right? Sure. Here's how I'm doing it. Here's how you can do it. Rebel against yourself. I did. You can too, right? And, and you just start to, you see how that's inspiring. It's uplifting. But yeah. you, you have to have that, that foundational story, I think, in my opinion. Co Coach Joseph. Coach Joseph, you you are hired, man. You are hired. Right? You're getting me fired up, man. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're doing what you were created to do, right? Awesome. So you're feeling good right now, man. Yeah, absolutely, John. Uh, because here's why: like, you're already an influencer. Like I said, you you're already at this level, right? You have you're like sold out. Your Facebook account is sold out, right? You got over five thousand. Your mm. your people are watching you. People yeah. are looking to you. They're looking to you, right? right? Now, it's important when people look to you to not become the source of what they're looking for. If, and and I, let me get clear on that, right? Yeah, Again, yeah. I'm, uh, my faith comes into this, right? So if I start to become the source that when people look to me and I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm great. Look, you can do this, blah, 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 blah. I'm making myself an idol. I'm making myself a god that people almost kind of worship and like, oh, I want to be like, oh, oh, and all this stuff. That's very problematic. And that's where a lot of people that get to stardom fall and crash and burn because right. they start to believe their own BS. And, and I think it's always important, right? Just like you to be coachable, you always have, a, have to have a coach above you, right? I think it's the same thing. When you're a star, there always has to be a, a North star that you look to, right? Mm. For me, that's God. That's my creator. And that will never, ever change. And that keeps me grounded. And, and I think that's very important so that we don't lose ourselves in our search for ourselves. I love it, man. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, 90% of entrepreneurs, like I said, they struggle to make the first hundred thousand dollars. What do you want to say to them right now about what's in their head about rebelling against themselves to push them over the hundred thousand dollar mark? What's that one thing you want to say to them right now? To our yeah, I mean, I guess what it is, is that it's all about taking action. And if you just beginning to take action, whatever that looks like to you, it makes no difference. But just doing one thing today toward whatever that goal is, because when you begin to take action to create something new in your life, what happens is you embrace the energy of action you feel which comes in the form of an, an empowering emotion, emotion such as hope, relief, joy, gratitude, confidence, right? What, that, that's how it starts. And then the energy that you experience, it drives you to do it again and again while the empowering emotion attracts into your life whatever it is that you desire. I mean, it, it, you can't accomplish anything until you get going 
I think that small goals lead to big successes. That, that's been my experience. Most people have trouble starting and it comes often from a lack of confidence and that and confidence really is just the the attitude and the energy that moves you toward your goals it's what transforms your thoughts into action and actually it it comes from action like i'm not you know i'm a lot more confident than i've ever been but i can continue to grow my confidence as i continue to take more and more action so even what you're suggesting around putting myself out there more than I have been. I'm not as confident yet about that, but the only way for me to grow that confidence is to do it, you know, just to do it a little bit and the next time do it more and continue more and more and more. So I guess that would be my, uh, that would be my suggestion for people. Most people. Thanks. man. I love it. Take action, right? Take that one action. That's where the confidence will come from. And people are like, well, I need the confidence first in order to take the action. No, you just need to choose you know, just choose the action, right? Yeah. Confidence will come from it. That, that was really well said. Speaking of that, right? I'd like you to share your story because like I originally saw you on Facebook and I see this guy, you know, walking around New York City with his camera, you know, uh-huh. and, 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 and just recording himself and, and talking about his 30 day challenge, I think it was. Yeah. And, and how you were going to like face fear for 30 days and, and do the things that scared you and everything. I don't want to um, paraphrase it. So, Tell us what that was and tell us how that came to be. And, and I want to know what worked in it and what didn't work. Right. So uh, what happened is I, when I graduated from school three years ago, I went into business and I started creating uh, high quality digital spiritual content, meditation and visualization videos. My platform was visualization TV. I grew a pretty significant following on my Facebook business page, a lot of emails, a lot of traffic to my website. Then I started creating in order to turn that into money, some spiritual courses that I would sell. I was selling, but they did not sell very well at all. And I had a real tough time of it, especially because I was tied into my perfectionist tendencies, although at the time I didn't realize, and I spent a lot of time making these courses as perfect as they could be, which drained me of energy. And ultimately it wasn't what I wanted to do. Hmm. I really want to be out there speaking and in front of people and working with people one-on-one, but I got the idea in my head early on that in order to become somebody, you need to have a social media following. And the way to do that is through video content. Now, I didn't realize at the time, but that was a way for my mind to trick me to not do what I was supposed to do, which is to put myself out there. So I had a hard time for a couple of years. And what you saw was me getting to a breaking point where I finally said enough is enough. And I actually challenged myself. It wasn't a 30-day. It was a 50-day Facebook 50 Live days. challenge, yeah. which, which is insane. I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't suggest that to anybody now that I know what I know. Of course, that was more of that kind of all or nothing thinking where I haven't been on Facebook as far as me and my image myself at all. And now I'm going to go Facebook live for 50 days straight, but that's what I did. I committed to it socially so that because I have a lot of concern for what other people think that helped me in that sense, because I had put myself out there and I had to do it. And basically for just about every day for 50 days straight. I, I missed some days here and there, but let's say over 60 days, I did 50 straight fa- Facebook live videos in my apartment, out on the streets of New York, all over the place. And it was literally life-changing. One, because you know I got over myself. 
I really learned to care less what people think by putting myself in a position to care what people think. That's one of the ways you get over what people think. You got to put yourself in a, in, a, in a place where you're concerned with what they think. And some people don't agree with what you're doing. A lot of people, you know, most everyone thought it was amazing what I was doing because they were very inspired and they could connect with the fear, right? Of what we, what we think people think, fear of failure, or even the fear of, of, uh, of, of just looking bad in general. And that, that kind of snowballed that, that worked out really well for me because it turned into my rebel against yourself platform, which now includes Facebook live videos and interviews. And I am, you know, if I was, if I was a hundred percent scared to put myself out there less than a year ago, you know, now I'm 20% or something. It's much less, especially in terms of, of, uh, you know, being in front of the camera. So that, that's how it worked for me, I think. That's awesome. So I just want to take 10 seconds to acknowledge you okay. for, for that. Because when I watched your videos, I was like, this guy's crazy, bold mofo, right? He's just out there like doing it. And like, sometimes your message was really clear, really spot on. Other times you, it was like all over the place. And I was yeah. like, I'm not even sure what he's talking about right now. <laughs> and it was human though. It was real. It was raw. And it was the very thing you were, you were challenging yourself to do is, hey, I'm challenging myself for 50 days to publicize that I'm not perfect, to just show you me and whatever's going on here in my head and to put myself on camera live, no rehearsal, no script, no polishing, just this is me. And that takes courage, bro. So I just want to acknowledge you for that because I'll tell you that inspired me. And that was you coaching me without you even knowing you were coaching me. Wow. And I, I created a, um, a concept for my other podcast, Broken Catholic, um, which I haven't done yet. So I could use some coaching on that, but nice. uh, Broken Catholic on the street, which would be oh. just taking a camera out on the street and sitting and talking with people about, you know, why, why do you think the world's not working? Yeah. Well, just having a five minute conversation, you know, well, so why don't, why don't you commit now to uh, doing that by a certain date? <laughs> Look at you coach. Well, I mean, why don't you say by what, what do you think by this December 15th and one week from today, or maybe by this December 31st, I begin my broken Catholic podcast. I mean, it's all about now. Uh, uh, another one of the rebel rules is now is the best time and the only time. That's right. Yeah. So I have I've, the broken Catholic podcast is live and well. Right, right, right. So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this, to go out on the street. A, yeah. yeah, to go out on the street. And it, what I was wrestling with was, is it a on good Christmas. idea? Is it not a good idea? Yeah. Is there enough people in Tampa? I mean, John's got New York City, you know, there's like yeah. just, hundreds and thousands of people walking by him yeah. here i have to walk around right i had all these reasons all this bs excuses right which we just call fear right right and, and that's all it comes down to so that's just something i'm sitting with right now and and timing it because i have five projects going on simultaneously and i'm right. i have that perfectionism just like you yeah. so i know startup nation as you're listening right now you know you're hearing two guys that are all in type guys, guys that have gone through pain, grew up in pain, uh, made poor choices in life that caused more pain. And what I'm seeing in you, John, is what I see in me a little bit, which is 
we have this uh, extreme type of personality where we we binge, yeah. right? We binge whether it's uh, you know with pleasure things or we binge with um, you know performance and perfectionism, and that's why like you went from no videos on Facebook to fifty days in a row challenge, right? That's intense. Yeah. Right? Most human beings would be like, you guys are like wackos. What are you on? And it's like. I've had that intensity my whole life, right? So some some of you in Startup Nation get that. You can relate to that. Others of you, that's foreign to you. That's like, whoa, I'm not, you know, I don't think that way. I don't, hey, nobody's asking you to, right? So what we're challenging, John and I are challenging you to do is take one action. What's that n next right thing? What's that next right move that you can do uh, one step uh, closer to, uh, that goal or that, that vision that you have for your life or, or your calling, what God's calling you to do. What's that one thing? And just make, choose it. Just choose it and then act. Don't think. It's like what they say, John, right? When you walk over to, you go to a bar, you know, what's the best way to approach a girl is not to think about how you're going to approach her. Just go and approach her. Mm. Don't give your brain a second to kick in with all the reasons why you shouldn't or how you have to do it perfect. So it's totally. the 10 second rule. Right. I take the action within 10 seconds because your brain didn't have enough time to, to hold you back. And I think it's the same thing in life. What shows up for you there? Oh, no, just agree with what you said. I was thinking that the energy that the, uh, the, uh, the energy that you experience as a result of taking the action again, will drive you to do it over and over. It's just about taking that first step and yeah, 10 second rule, five second rule, whatever that is, just before your mind kicks in, takes over and convinces you to do something different, go do it. That's yeah, all it is. There's no such thing as failure. There, there is only outcome. There's only results. It's, it's, it's every time, no matter what, the only time we fail is when we don't do something. So would I, you say there is no failure? There's only action and inaction? Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's, I would say that failure is inaction. Failure is the only time you fail is when you don't try. Yeah. And there, when you try or when you take action, you can't fail because you learn, you, you change, you grow, and you, you figure out what's going to work if whatever it is that you did did not work. Got it. So uh, speaking about taking action, John, what do you consider to be your superpower? What's well, the one thing that you're just naturally gifted at, amazing uh, at, and et cetera? Oh, it's no question speaking, particularly when I have time to, to, to prepare and, and to give a talk in whatever capacity. It is speaking live in front of people with in, in, intense energy and emotion. And I, I really, really feel the most powerful and I'm the most connected with, with my source when I'm doing that. There's no question, man. Gotcha. And what would you say, um, stepping into that power, what was like the number one fear that was holding you back? other than, um, you know, that need for approval or what people think? Yeah, uh, I guess fear of uh, not being prepared. Hmm. You know, fear of wanting to, and it's tied into what people think and fear of failure and all that kind of thing, but just uh, fear of, you know, I'm not ready, that kind of thing. As a matter of fact, I just did my first workshop in New York City in November. Yeah, I and saw that. Dude, let me tell you, I was completely unprepared. I mean, I was so far from where I want to be in terms of how I presented it and the way in which I spoke. I could have never done something like that in the past, but I knew that all I had to do was book the space and then put it out there and it was done. 
You know, so that's an important lesson. That's kind of like the same with the 50 day Facebook live challenge. I just put it out there and then I really had to do it or kind of crawl up in a shell and never show my face in the social media world again, you know? <laughs> well, that's not an option, is it? No, you can't. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm all I like in. That. I like that because you created your own accountability structure in both right. situations, right? Booking a venue, right? Putting the deposit down. It's like, okay, this is happening. This is real. Now, let me go figure out how. But you yeah. took the action first. And so many times our brain tricks us, go figure out how before you take the action. And it never works out, does it? Yeah. I, and then I would add too that most importantly, I was very, very specific with what I wanted, what my intention was. I wrote that down. I, I repeated that every single day and I stayed very focused on it. And my intention around the workshop was to sell all 35 workshop tickets. I didn't know how that was going to work, but I knew there was a way and I can tell you, Joseph, that 15 minutes before it started, the last workshop ticket sold to a person who bought it on the way. So God, the universe, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, I would say in my experience, it always gives you exactly what you want. But the part of the process is getting very specific and getting to a place of deeply wanting it. You know, I didn't sell 34 and I didn't sell 36. Nobody tried to get a ticket. And then couldn't. It was exactly 35, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool story. Very cool. Thanks, bro. All right. What would you say is the best business advice you've ever received, John? The best business advice? Uh, I guess it's probably to take business very seriously and create a business plan. That's what I've done with my new business now, Rebel Against Yourself, develop a, a target market and learn some of the traditional business skills that business people have. You know, I, I am not an educated business person and I'm newer to entrepreneurship and being a business person. So uh, starting out, I didn't think I needed to do any of that. And I thought, you know, I, everything's just going to work out for me. So I got with a business and branding coach and he basically forced me, he convinced me, but he, he was really firm in, uh, in taking it very, very seriously. So I, that's probably, yeah, that's probably it. Very cool. And uh, describe to us um, your daily habit that's helped you get to where you are now. Oh, well, there's no question. It's waking up earlier than I have to and completing a, what I call a high impact morning practice. It starts with getting up as soon as the alarm goes off and celebrating, right? Connecting with that vibration of celebration, raising my energy and getting really excited and grateful about the day, drinking a bunch of water with lemon, you know, at the start of the day. And then, uh, and then what I do, I mean, my high impact morning practice starts with, uh, and you're a Tony Robbins guy, right? Yeah. So it starts with cranking up the hip hop, you know, powerful, fast paced music, ACDC. And I literally, I spend a few minutes jumping up and down and slapping myself five. If my girlfriend's with me, slapping her five, getting excited. And then I go into uh, my affirmations or my, my list of intentions and I read and repeat them 
with energy and emotional intensity while using headphones and listening to my favorite fast-paced music. And it becomes like this mystical, powerful experience where it's just whatever the goals are, the list of goals, reading them again and again and again, visualizing myself accomplishing them. And then when I come out of that, I spend a few minutes visualizing some long-term goals that I have in a year and in five years, imagining December 31st of 2018 and then December 31st of 2022, some goals where I'll be at that time, really bringing in this, my five senses. What's it going to feel like? Well, what, what am I going to look like? What am I going to hear at that time? What, who am I and how amazing has my life become? And then I read over the six rebel rules that I've developed for rebel against yourself. And then I, uh, and then I celebrate again, you know, I just like celebrate the day. So that's it, man. That that's getting the day started. That takes, that's, that's 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes sometimes, but it is the most important thing I do. Most people, they get stuck in how, right? In how to accomplish something. They want to open a business or whatever it is. And they're like, but how do you do that? How do you do that? And they're searching for how to do that. But it's more important to understand what you want, getting very, very specific, and then why you want it. So that, that's, that's, that's how I focus, man. Man, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just inspired me to clean up my mornings a little better. So great. Yeah, well done. Uh, what's your favorite website, uh, app or digital resource? And why? I guess, uh, yeah, that's a great question. One I didn't expect, but for me, it's the way of life app. Have you heard of that? I have not. Yeah, it's a great app. It's a, it's a habit building app. And what you do is you, you, you're able to go into the app and you list all of the, the different uh, goals that you have for the day or the habits that you want to build. So it could be waking up at 5.30 a.m. without going back to sleep, could be completing your morning practice, reading for 30 minutes, writing for an hour, you know, whatever it is, flossing, flossing is a big one for me. Like it's, it doesn't mean that much. I'm not a big teeth guy, but it's this thing that I, that I've built the habit around doing each night because it helps me to develop discipline. But in the habit or in the, the app, the way of life app, you just set up everything that you want to accomplish each day. And then at the end of the day, you go in and you check whether or not you completed it. And it's either green if you did or red if you didn't. And you want to get all greens, man. And I know that they've done some psychological testing around it where like mentally, you don't want a red in there. And I hate a red in there. And, and like it, it trains me, man. And it helps me develop important habits. It's amazing this thing I, I love how you said that that was so like was like, <laughs> so like surfer dude you're like you want to get all greens man yeah yeah dude. yeah yeah yeah. you want all greens you want to you want to red in there you know, imagine i'm looking at seven days seven days it's just all greens or there's a skip function because some habits you might not do every day you might not wake yeah. up at 5 30 every day but you just skip it so there's no yeah, red yeah. it's like all green lights when you're driving right it's yeah, like you know, you're, you're headed where you need to go yeah. cool so, John, my favorite part of the show, we are about to enter the hustle round. This is where I ask you 12 quick fire questions. Huh. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. Just say the first thing that comes to you. This is You're fantastic. Ready. All right. Is what's, your, what's your favorite sound? Music. Music? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. What's your least you favorite? three seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sirens in New York City bouncing off the walls of buildings at a, a level that most people couldn't even fathom. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, I don't miss that. Yeah, yeah. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I think I wanted to be a fireman. 
for most of the time. <laughs> but you yeah. can't handle the fire sounds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that is ironic, bro. Wow. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what are you most afraid of, John? Yeah, I guess I, the first thing that came to me that I didn't say it is failing. Got it. Yeah, yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Oh, creating a, a, a course and making it perfect. Got it. Yeah. What, se what secret fear do you have about people? That people secretly think I'm an idiot. Got it. I think a lot of Startup Nation can relate to that, actually, you know? <laughs> yeah. Lots of us think that, right? Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? That success comes from taking action regardless of what the mind says. Just putting yourself out there. Nobody really cares anyways what I'm doing. You know, everybody's concerned with themselves. So I can't fail if I just do it. That's very true. What is a new habit you want to form? Uh, I'd like to no longer eat any food after dinner. Okay. <laughs> and what's a, what's a bad habit, bad habit you'd like to break? Uh, well, I could say not eating food after dinner. A different one. Yeah. Sometimes uh, not being that nice to my girlfriend. Okay. Got it. I, I'm sure she wants that too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. pick, pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, creative, powerful, and innovative. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were when you first started out in this. Unrealistic fearful, somewhat delusional. <laughs> I think you just described all of entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. Uh, imagine sometime in the distant future and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. You know, John T. Strasser really did something spectacular in his life and was an example for many people something Got like it. that yeah Got it. and john last question if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice what would you say to them you create your own reality based on the thoughts that you continue to think and the feelings that you continue to feel Anything is possible if you can learn to train your brain or train your mind and to think only about what you want to create in your life, not what you don't want. Awesome. John, what's the best way for our listeners in Startup Nation to get in touch with you if you so choose? Yeah. How about uh, rebelagainstyourself.com? They can sign up for my email list and from there I'll connect with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they could search you on Facebook, but they can only follow you. They can't friend you because you are sold out on the. No, well, I could delete a couple people. I might delete. <laughs> <laughs> delete hear that? You might yeah. be on the list of deletion. You right, got John. it. John, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you uh, peace, love, and superpowers. Thanks so much, day. Joseph. You too. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Startup Nation, head over to first100k.com for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you at the top. Cheers.